Hey, hey! Welcome to another segment of Kurt Takes His Kids to School. Uh, this is Kurt Frankum, the leading LDS core cast. Not to be confused with the leading LDS podcast, which, by the way, we are releasing an episode with Mark Matheson, who is a leadership professor at Southern Virginia University. We're releasing that episode this Sunday. It's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. And Taysom is in the car talking about Batman. He's got his large Buzz Lightyear going on. And Devery is in the car, my six-year-old. And she's really excited that she is in a booster seat, folks. Big news around the Frankham household. Booster seat bonanza. Um, But yeah, we're on our way to school. It is a 30-minute commute as I drive from Woods Cross to Holiday. Oh, and Taysom's going to go to Grandma's house, and I'm going to get some work done while Devery's at school. And uh, so I drive from Woodscross to Holiday, because Devery is in a school there in Holiday. And uh, that 30-minute commute, thankfully, will be turned into a five-minute commute, as we are moving at the end of the month. So if there's anybody out there in the leading elders community who wants to come help move some boxes, along with my elders corps, you are definitely invited. Um, yep, you're going to Grandma's house, Tace. So I wanted to talk about... Uh, this is, I've gotten a few emails. I don't know if you're aware of this, but of the... Uh, I'm, I guess the theme of this episode is when, when testimony meetings get held hostage. And as many of you are aware, um, there's an instance in Arizona where a certain individual showed up at a fast testimony meeting and um, just a tragic story in all angles but uh, I'm sure many of you are following the uh, the allegations of uh, the, the MTC president in the 80s that of uh, a sister missionary that was raped there by the MTC president just awful and I mean everything coming together as far as her doing a secret interview interviewing him and he admitted to it anyway it's just oh, awful awful situation and I hope that we can do better so that something like that never even comes close to happening again but nonetheless um, the court case a lot, a lot of the court case was or the charges in the court case were dismissed because of uh, it happening so long ago and uh and so, anyways, this individual showed up at Joseph Bishop, the former MTC president's ward, stood up past the testimony meeting, and basically, I mean, just talked about those allegations and how they shouldn't be, you know, in her opinion, covered up or permitted or condoned, which I don't know anybody that's doing that. Um, so, anyways... And so this is what happened. There's a video online that you can see. Lots of uh, news uh, media's picking it up. I don't think it's exploding by any means. But nonetheless, she got exactly what she was looking for. She showed at the fast testimony meeting. Uh, the the bishop or whomever obviously saw that it was it was going south, and so he stood up and tried to convince her to. Um, you know they'll talk after, and um, then there's now there's photos of you know 
of the bishop and somebody else trying to escort her away off the podium and obviously I I mean she wasn't manhandled by any means but she was touched and I don't know the the laws when it comes to assault and those things Uh, I think I'll look into it because I think this is good information for people to know but nonetheless it comes down to what on earth do you do when somebody stands up and fast testimony meeting or in any setting in in the chapel and starts going in a direction that you're not happy about a few things to consider and this is just my opinion and at the end of the day I'm just a guy driving in the car with my children taking my first grader to school so it's not like I'm like the expert but I'll share my thoughts um, here's the reality um, just taking this instance and all things aside this is not any criticism of how that that leader handled this this is a tough moment when you're captured in the moment I've been captured in not necessarily similar moments but in tough moments and I look back and like oh I wish I would have handled that differently I mean hindsight's 2020 and it's it is and so this I thought that the bishop handled with all things considered all things considered handled it pretty well i'm sure he's learned some things we can learn some things and that's the that's the big thing is as these things happen i just feel like we can step back and ask ourselves hmm what would we do and then when it does happen we've already thought it through and we're not acting on emotion or uh reflexes we're ha- we're having the thought process early when we're of a sound mind right so the reality is, is what I would recommend a leader do in those situations is do absolutely nothing. Okay, now hear me out if you disagree with me. Because I think, and we had this discussion when I was in the stake presidency with the bishops in our stake, like, what do you do when somebody says something inappropriate or false doctrine, right? And there's sort of this idea that leaders in the church need to stand up and correct the doctrine or... Um, you know, in this instance, yeah, you got to stand up and shut them down and get them out of there, right? And I get that. On paper, that makes sense. But in the moment, when you do that, especially if somebody like this situation is sort of um, trying to make the church look bad, they're obviously videoing it, video recording it. And so it's going to, uh, and, and they can manipulate that recording, right? And so, um, on paper, that makes sense. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be the leader. This is my job. I have to keep keep this out of our meetings, right? But the reality is, if, if somebody stood up in a sacrament meeting like that, the meeting is already gone. The, the spirit is already gone, and there's no saving that. There's nothing a leader can do to save that meeting because it's, it's such a radical action that that person has taken, right? I mean, imagine if somebody came in and was... Uh, was cursing and yelling and up there like man like even if you got the person to leave quite quickly yeah yes oh Taysom sees trees i see trees too uh so even if you got that person out of the room quite quickly like everybody's just sort of like (laughs) there's a bit of trauma a bit bit of drama in the room like what on earth oh i can't think of anything else can you believe that person just came in here right and and even if someone stood up and be like I like to bear my testimony. I'm so grateful for the spirit. Nobody's going to listen because the meeting's already gone. And so the reality is, is that in those situations, you do nothing. 
Because, okay, so let's go through this. The person shows up. She goes up to the lectern. She starts talking. Oh, my goodness. She's talking about this. Great. You do nothing, right? Okay, well, yeah, but what about the meeting? Like, we have to maintain the spirit of the meeting, the, the, the sacredness of the meeting. That is already gone. This person has already violated that to a level that it is not savable in that, in that meeting, okay? So maybe, well, what if they talk for 45 minutes or an hour and we just sit there and listen? Well, maybe not that far, right? But I would guess that most of the time um, they're going to, after a few minutes when, they, when they're not getting a reaction, because that's their goal, is I am here to record a, a reaction by priesthood authorities, and if they don't get that after a few minutes, they may think, oh boy, I feel sort of uh, awkward here. And then on the video recording, they have nothing to share because they're the ones that look like the jerk. They're the ones that showed up in the meeting and did nothing, right? Or I'm sorry, they're the ones that showed up in the meeting while you did nothing. And they uh, they have nothing to, to share or quote unquote go, go viral online, right? Um, and... Uh, Sheesh, going through some smog here. Um, and so that's one thing. And even you think back there a year or so ago when that 11-year-old girl uh, stood up and, and uh, expressed to the ward uh, her feelings of being gay and whatnot, right? And the leader stood up or said something to her, asked her to sit down. Like, that gay, they got their reaction and now they can put it on, on, online. And so if a leader just stood there, did nothing... They've got nothing to share, okay? Now, let's say they do decide, I'm going to pontificate here and filibuster and go on and on and on. Well, I would probably just uh, stand up, invite, and as you walk out of the chapel, just invite everybody to walk out and and uh, then excuse them to go home, right? Or even if they're up there for 10 minutes, I would say the meeting is beyond saving. And again, there's nothing you can do. Just dismiss church for that week and regroup and have a discussion about it. Or take a 30-minute break and uh, say, we're going to just take the next hour to recoup. Um, you know, if you want to go to Sunday school, great. And then in the third hour or the next hour after maybe a 20, 30-minute break, you regroup as a ward and talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it, people will go home and they'll talk about it. And then they'll just like stew in the ward and it's going to – there's this level of trauma. And again, it's nothing trauma-like – any uh, some severe trauma but there's a level of trauma people have experienced because an unexpected event happened that they weren't expecting and it was a bit traumatizing and so as a leader you need to talk about that right now i would say regardless um i think it would be beneficial to have this conversation with the ward council and say all right what do we do what do you expect me to do as the bishop, right? And everybody's like, well, you got to stand up there and shut this thing down, turn off the mic and, and escort them out and whatever, right? And obviously, another thing I didn't mention is, yeah, you should probably call the police if somebody's dis- disrupting a private meeting, right? Because uh, that's another deterrent of them trying that again. Because I'm afraid this is not going to be the last time, and this may become more um, consistent with those uh, those that are against the church, they know, oh, there's an open mic Sunday, so we should go there and, and cause a distraction or take over the meeting, or right, right? And so they're looking for a reaction. They're looking to record that reaction, and they want to put it online. And so it's important, I would say, to, for ward council to have that discussion to talk about what do we do if somebody shows up like that. And I think as a leader, as the bishop, if you articulate, listen, what I'm going to do is nothing. We're going to sit there, and we're going to listen to it, and then they're going to leave. 
and then we'll see what we can recoup from the meeting that point. But you're not saving anybody or helping the situation by standing and like awkwardly trying to get the person to, to stop. I mean, you can try to turn off the mic. That may help, but the reality is is that's a reaction. They are they and they'll leverage that reaction for for what it is, right? So, those are my thoughts. I'm cur- be curious what your thoughts are as far as what to do when somebody hijacks your meeting. <laughs>